0: Good morning, welcome to Genesis Gathering. It's great to have you with us. Happy 4th of July. And uh, I think 4th of July is just one of those weekends where people take off. (laughs) So we're doing pretty much a live stream only. We did elect to have service, and uh, we thank you for joining us this morning. A couple of things to alert you to. We are going to receive communion together this morning, so please prepare the elements. Get your juice. Get your bread, and towards the uh, after after I finish my message, we'll have communion together. Okay, uh, Matt and Lisa are two of the ones that are gone for the weekend, and so uh, we are going to have worship via video this morning. So prepare your hearts there. Go ahead and get to the edge of your your seat. Don't just sluff this off. Don't go make make your breakfast right now. Join in with us in worship, okay? We have a couple of songs this morning that really tie into my message. One that we're going to do together right now, and then one is a transition after I've spoken before communion. And this first one talks about God being our way maker. And so if you have felt a bit of hopelessness, please know God is your way maker. And this message this morning on hope is your message. If you have prayer requests this morning, go ahead and begin texting now. 720-878-3323. Jeff?
1: is you are. Uh...
0: who he is. He's our way maker. Well, we have a question we want you to entertain this morning for those of you that might be joining us for the first time. We open our time of sharing and the message or sermon with a question and we ask you then to engage with us. Text us your answers or put them in the Facebook Chat, all right. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, which we do have up now, there's a YouTube channel. You just type in Genesis Gathering, you can catch us on YouTube. Um, But Facebook chat and texts are being monitored. Here's that number again 720 878 3323. Nina, my wife, is going to join me here and uh, she's going to monitor those. Uh, questions that you're, or the answers that you're sending, and then we'll entertain that. Here comes the question, all right? Everybody take a look at this, and there's actually two. It's a two-part question. Number one, when your world is coming apart, you do what? All right? Number two, what centers you in life? So first question, when your world is coming apart, you do what? And second question, what centers you in life? All right, go ahead. Begin to text or type into the chat there, Facebook. There aren't right and wrong answers here. That's not the point. The point is to get you thinking about our topic. And, of course, we hear so many great things every week from each of you and those of you here in the sanctuary. We just love uh, to do this and to hear your answers. So often you preach a good part of my message with your answers, <laughs> and that's okay too. We like that.
2: I, I recommend you go ahead and text the phone number, which is 720 uh, 878 more than typing it into Facebook because sometimes there's a lag on Facebook and I don't get your response in time. So 720 uh, 878
0: How you doing? Good. Happy 4th.
2: <laughs> I was thinking on this question, what do you do when your world falls apart? Well, sometimes you cry. Sometimes you go into shock. It kind of depends on your what's happening when your world falls sometimes apart. Sometimes
0: I fall apart. Right? Yes. Sometimes you fall apart. I mean, you know, yeah. we as humans, yeah, it's not just when the world around us is falling apart. Sometimes internally we fall apart.
2: There's kind of a process of things that might happen and come and go, actually.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. By the way, just real quick, one of our newest members here to the church has a wealth of uh, media experience uh, and social media experience, both. And uh, they're really helping us. They're moving us forward step by step. They happen to be out of town this weekend, but um, they're going to be moving us slowly but surely over the next month to a new platform for this interaction to where uh, it'll just be much more smoother for you to get us these answers and to text us, to correspond with us, so on and so forth. But you'll be able to do it through all the same means. It's just... When it, when it, as it comes to us, it's just very smooth, and you're going to love it, and Carol's going to take over uh, quite a bit of it, so that, that'll help us. But do we have anything yet? Yes, anybody? we
2: do. Okay. So that's interesting, Michael. Uh, Michael says, I like to get quiet and listen, which is hard during chaos.
0: You got that right.
2: And then he went on to say, and truth painfully centers me. Wow. LOL <laughs> truth painfully centers me well what a great point painfully but some sometimes truth can be painful sometimes truth can, yesterday i was listening to something i don't know how related this is <laughs> quite honestly but i was listening to something i was listening to a minister talking about how that we surround we tend to surround ourselves by people who are like us And it makes us quite comfortable because they kind of in the sense of they believe the Mm. same things we believe. So we affirm each other. Right. Right. But, you know, that's not all the truth. There is. There's truth out there that's opposite, possibly, of what we're thinking, different than what we're thinking, varied from what we're thinking. And we're not very comfortable around it. So we don't tend to surround ourselves by people who think differently differently. Um, yeah. So anyway, that comment made me think about that, that truth could painfully center you.
0: So I think you would agree that until we opened our lives to begin to fellowship with people of a different mind. Yeah. You know, we've always been told you've got to surround yourself with people of like mind. Well, that may not be where you find truth. I mean, that's great, the brothers to dwell together in unity. You know, it's like the oil that ran down Aaron's head and beard and all of that. However, all right, iron sharpens iron. And if you're never around anybody that suggests or believes or reads differently than you do, so we begin to open ourselves up to some fellowship with some different people. Plus, we begin to read things outside of our Circle. Bible school, our circle and our Bible school upbringing, and all of that, and uh, yeah, it's, i mean—it's changed our lives in in many ways.
2: Well, you know, brethren can dwell together in unity while there's still diversity, as they would say.
0: Yeah, so that, and so, and
2: that—that's actually quite important and valuable.
0: And unity doesn't mean lockstep agreement. Right,
2: right, that's right. Unity doesn't mean that. So, uh, Jeff Peters says. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, in regard to this truth thing, he says people don't like hearing the truth about themselves. Well, amen to that. I'm not sure I like hearing the truth that somebody else views unless it's really complimentary. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> um, so he also says that his response or uh, to uh, uh, the question, "What, what, when your world is coming apart, you do what? Lay down and cry?" And then pray. Yes, yes, that's very good.
0: Lay down and cry and then then pray. pray. I kind
2: of cry and pray, pray and cry, cry and pray. Right. And then relying on God centers him. Um, So Jim says, I stifle my immediate emotions. Yeah, sometimes we do that. Yeah, that's true. And then mellow out, considering my options, and make a choice. Yeah, and Jesus is my center. Yeah, which goes along with truth being the center because, of course, Jesus is truth. Yeah. That's excellent.
0: Yeah, that's really good.
2: And then I have a comment here. Can, can I here. say something yes, about that last one? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. That'd be, okay, so,
0: so uh, Jim, I think that's really honest. And, uh, and to the first part, I, I want to say to everybody, if, if you will be honest with yourself like that last respondent there, God does not get upset when you admit weakness. Paul admitted weakness. He said that it was actually in his weakness that God provided strength, his strength. So I I think, I I know we were sort of brought up in our circle. (laughs) We have names and we have tags for it, but we're trying to stay away from that and be more graceful. And our our desire is not to uh, bring people down.
2: Because there's truth all there's truth right. in, in these different Right, Or to things. shed, yeah.
0: you know, to cast shade on, on individuals or beliefs or whatever. Unless they're just outright doctrinally wrong as far as we're concerned. And we need maybe to teach into that. But in our circle that we grew up in, it was not common to admit weakness. It was not mm-hmm. common mm-hmm. to admit brokenness. It was not common to admit that you had questions with God, with your faith, with the Bible so on and so forth and and so uh, listen the only way that you are going to leave where you're at move from where you're at and grow and uh, be open have your eyes open to new truth is to admit that uh, you're broken and that you have need and that everything's not perfect and that everything's not okay
2: yeah and what the what you were referring to I've been hearing that verse uh, the last couple of days I think it's second corinthians 12.9 or 9.12, something like that, where his grace is yeah. sufficient for you yeah. and his strength is made perfect in my weakness, therefore I'd rather glory in my weaknesses. Mm. I've been hearing that around, so wow. must be a word of the of the wow. moment. <laughs>
0: you, you like just brought that up. I mean, you just like, whoosh, came out with a, a chapter and verse. With ch- uh, you you, you want to pat me on you, the back or well, something? You are a... <laughs> you, you are a better... It, it's, a,
2: it's, it's a moment in time. The next one I may not remember.
0: You are a better woman than I.
2: Well, yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay, moving along. So we have another comment. Uh, I don't have a name, but this is a great comment. Climb into... This would be this person's response uh, to uh, when the world it's is here. falling apart. Oh, thank you, it's honey. Here, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, to climb into God's arm and le- arms, yeah. and let Him lead me. Ooh. and then what centers this person is my walk with God. Yes, Amen to that.
0: Boy, are we going to talk about some of that this morning?
2: The the one uh, you know. Uh, okay, here's another scripture reference. Is it John fourteen six? <laughs> If it is, Why it's only I because here? somebody just brought it up in the I'm last not couple, and that might not even Why be the right reference. But it's where it says Jesus is the way. Where we've always what we read is Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. That one. Yeah. Well, a better rendering is Jesus is the true and living way. Mm. Living way, the mm. journey, the path. So this person said, "My walk with God." That would have to do with mm. the living way of. Mm-hmm of Jesus.
0: I like that. Uh, We're going to learn something this morning about treating your walk with God more as a journey instead of a series of events.
2: Good. And then here's Tanya. That's what you're going to talk about this morning?
0: Well, I'm going to talk about hope, but I'm going to talk about bring that into it.
2: Okay. Tanya says, when my world feels like it's coming apart, I think back to everything I have been through and what I've accomplished. So in other words, based on past history, on like the, the memorial to the fact that God's mm, been there with you before mm, he'll mm. be there with you again. That's great. I kind of think that's what you must be saying, Tanya. So you've been through things, you've made it through, and you've gotten through it, you accomplished, and it'll happen again. So
0: recall, recall and be thankful. Recall, everything we recall or can remember isn't great. Everything we remember about our past wasn't, everything in our past wasn't wonderful. But that's part of the journey is to recall the things that God has done and to be thankful, to remember. That's a big message in the Old Testament and in the life of the patriarch, To patriots. build a memorial. To, to where, build a where, memorial. Where
2: you've seen God act.
0: Recall so the so that things re- that recall it. God has done. Yeah. And be thankful.
2: Debbie and I were talking before service this morning about different things in the past few years and how our world fell apart. See, see God's got a theme this morning. And uh, we were talking about Obviously, how that yeah. but things are good. Now, we're in a good season. We came through those times. Okay. Even though at the time, we wondered how we were going to get through or we just felt... I don't know what Debbie felt. You know, I've you know last year with my surgery yeah. and with Mom's situation, and then yeah. a, a, a variety of other things, things that were going on, including COVID and all the stuff going on here in the United States, which just created havoc to all of our emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I it was it was a very difficult time. It was a very very frustrating time. Very hard time. And and yet now it's like eh, so what. <laughs> Why was it such a big... To me, is, that's why I, is that Abby how you didn't feel now? That. Yeah, I do yeah. now. I, and, do, I do kind of feel like, yeah. what was the big deal? What was a big deal? But it was a big deal at the time. Well, I,
0: I can tell you it was a big deal at the time. I, I, I was there.
2: Yeah. What well, was a big deal to you as well? We were I, having a hard time because was, I couldn't... It was a big deal. Because I couldn't talk. <laughs> All because I couldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a hard... Communication was very difficult in the midst of an already difficult situation.
0: Yeah, it always is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anybody else? I think that's the only ones I'm seeing. So
0: if you still have an answer or anybody in here, 720-878-3323, Uh, We'd prefer it to come that way. Facebook is a little more difficult for us to monitor. Nothing over Facebook, though? Uh, Well, Tanya came in through Facebook. all right. uh,
2: (coughs) But she is the only one I'm seeing through Facebook that uh, came in. so So
0: if you're listening and you're not actually seeing this question, I'll restate it one more time in case you want to engage with us. The questions are, when your world is coming apart, you do what? And secondly, what centers you... In life if you'd like to respond, go ahead one more minute and then we'll I'll go ahead and begin to uh, bring the message for this morning
2: you know i uh, I think some people might find it a pressure that we don't have formulas, but instead it's a journey, whereas for me, it's a relief <laughs> that it's a journey because mm. what it says to me is is that I don't have to know what's happening tomorrow. It's a journey. I don't, I don't, everything doesn't, I don't have to, I don't have to have everything perfect because it's a journey, a journey with Jesus. Okay, well, I am not seeing any more replies so okay. far. All right. Well,
0: thank you very mm-hmm. much. Wow, what a great time. I. Right. I didn't know my wife knew the Bible that well. That was amazing. I'm kidding. Come on. This morning, we are going to end our series on the subject of reductive. We've called it reductive. we very simply, in a word, reductive, this whole series has been about keeping the main things the main thing. In the first message, we talked about God's character, definitely a main thing. In the second message, we talked about the the grace that it takes for us to change, to accept change. And, and that change is normal, that change is right that, in fact, we, we live not only in a world of change, but we are people of change. Change is a central theme of the, of the Bible, in fact. All of scriptures speak to the subject of change. And the third message my son-in-law taught, which was a beautiful message on relationships, oh my goodness, how important, how central are relationships, and what a great job uh, my son-in-law, Matt, did. Please go back and listen to that one. Last week, I taught on the subject of love, and as you might guess, certainly love is a main thing. You'll want to catch that message. And then today, we're going to wrap up with a message about hope. Keep hope alive. How many of you have ever heard, we've got to keep hope alive? Anybody know where that saying came from? I'll give you a hint. It, it came from a political candidate. Or a political type of individual, activist. Jesse Jackson coined that term. Keep, keep hope alive. Well, he actually got that from the Bible because that's a Bible principle. In fact, if we're talking about keeping the main thing, the main thing, or finding out what main things, what several main or, what several things are main things and keeping those at the center, hope is at the very center. And here's why. Paul said in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here is that same verse from the Mirror Translation. And I quote... God, who is the engineer of expectation, fills you to the brim with tranquil delight. The dynamic of the Holy Spirit causes faith to exceed any possible hesitation in hope. Isn't that awesome? Incredible verse on the subject of hope and that God is hope. He's he's full of hope. He's the author of hope. He's the engineer of expectation, which is what hope means, a confident expectation that something in your future is going to appear and take place. So God's the one that authors that. He's the one that engineers that. And, And then that hope fills you with peace and tranquil delight. When you are absent of hope, when hope Is non existent when you despair and are troubled and hopeless. What are the first two things that that alters and changes in your life dramatically? Your joy and your peace. It is impossible to have joy apart from hope, it is impossible to have peace apart from a confident expectation that God is working, God is moving, God's got your back, God is doing exciting things, God's on your side, He hasn't left. So here's the big idea this morning. You ready? When life doesn't work, hope keeps you in the game until trust pulls you through. And not just any trust, Trust in his faith, Jesus' faith, or we might say faithfulness. So once again, when life doesn't work, hope keeps you in the game until trust pulls you through. Trust in his faithfulness. He is faithful. He is full of faith. Boy, I'll tell you, when your, faith, when your hope is being attacked and you don't have joy and you don't have peace any longer, it's difficult to have faith. It's difficult just to quote a scripture verse and say, you know, you just need to have more faith. Now, what you might need is more trust in his faith so that hope returns and you get back into the place of confident expectation. Now, I know I'm preaching to the crowd here when I talk about A hesitation in hope. Family members who can do and say the meanest, most hateful things. Joseph experienced that in the Old Testament. He was sold to a band of gypsies that were making their way through the countryside by his family members, his brothers. Marriages which have become empty and Meaningful closeness and purpose have left. What do you do? Where's hope? Where's your peace? Where's your joy when your marriage has become empty of meaningful closeness and purpose? How about that job opportunity that just vanished or didn't turn out to be what was promised? How about that friendship? I mean a great friendship. Can I just talk to all of you here for a minute and those of you watching? How many of you have ever had a friendship that went sour? Hmm? How many of you have ever had a friendship that became unresponsive or even adversarial through disagreement, lack of trust? Oh, it's the most painful, hurtful thing. And in the middle of that, One can lose their hope. One can lose their expectation that God is moving, that God is God is breathing into your circumstances. How about the the past year of our pandemic, 2020, even into 21? Oh my goodness, how the pandemic stole hope and inserted a new level of fear into our lives, our communities our country, our world. Here's another area where there's unmet expectations. Strained political views and divergent social values. I dare say that in this room there are differing values socially and differing views politically. We are not of the same. Sometimes those can become a dividing line. Those can get very divisive and then anger and then there's a loss of expectation and a loss of hope. And that can even lead to a setting God aside because now hope's been dismantled and I just don't have a very good outlook on life. Could I say right now at this point, I didn't plan this, it's not in my notes, but I want to say it. I have been personally through times, and in particular, a very sp- specific deep time that lasted a couple of years of, un- uh, of deconstructing. I'll use that word, where you're just deconstructing in your faith. You lose faith in God, you lose faith in people, you lose faith in the things that were... You expected to be there. People you expected to be there. Situations you expected to work out. And they no longer do. And those things are failing. And the next thing that begins to happen. When all of that piles on and you lose your hope. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And it almost always results in a deconstruction of faith. I want to assure you that God is with you. In your deconstruction. He has not left you. And he's not afraid of your questions. I love this phrase that we see in the mirror translation. He's the God who engineers your expectations oh and guess what he is not a reluctant father he loves to give he loves to take your life and make it a life full of joy and a life full of peace he causes faith the mere translation of this verse says he Causes faith to exceed our doubts, to exceed our worries, to exceed our conflicts. Think of that. No matter how big the conflict is that you're wrestling with right now. No matter how deep the doubts or the worries are. I had somebody tell me this week, Look, if if you have anything that you're worrying about, just go ahead and give it to me. I am the king and queen of worrying. I I have enough worry. I can worry for you and me and a bunch of people because I am a worry wart. I don't know why. I don't know why that gets the best of me. I just worry about everything. (laughs) Well, dear one, if you are listening to me, I have a message this morning for you. It is not going to be by our effort that we overcome worry and a loss of peace and expectation. He causes, he engineers expectation for you, and then he causes faith to arise that will grab a hold of new possibilities and new destiny. It's his faith. I trust. I just move myself into trust believing and after all that's what jesus said was all that was necessary just believe just trust which is what the word believe means to trust trust what your faith your bible reading how many scriptures you read this week how many hours did you spend in prayer oh for so much of my walk with god Those were the things I trusted in, but not anymore. I realize that my relationship with God is not based on any of those things that I approve. It's based on trusting Him. He engineers hope. He engineers expectation. He causes faith to arise. And my trust then, I just place it in His faithfulness. Did you know that God delights in granting your desires? There's a proverb that says that God gives us the desires of our heart. I always used to think that meant that God will grant them. I now understand that it means he's the one that engineers it. He put that desire in you. He engineers it. He's the one that puts in you the passions, the thrust. The longing, the direction, the career goal, the hope, the expectation. God does that. And it's not the same for all of us. And and that's how we become a beautiful body of Christ, is by embracing one another's differences, celebrating one another's unique expectations and goals. But here's the key, he is always, no matter what, no matter where you've gone, no matter where your journey has meandered to, and quote, gotten off, gotten out of faith, out of right standing with God, nonsense. You can't get out of right standing with God. You can't get out of faith. It's not your faith anyway. You trust in his faithfulness. He engineers expectation. And when the river meanders, guess what? He's there with you on the river, holding you, taking you there, bringing you out of your deconstruction and giving you, engineering inside of you new expectation, new hope that's going to fill your life with joy and peace. You say, Boy, Jeff, it sure doesn't feel like it right now. Sure doesn't seem like it right now. I'm at the bottom. It's never been worse. I don't want to make light of that, and I don't want to dismiss it. What Nina spoke of earlier, we've been there. We've been in that place where it just seems like there is no light, there's there's no way out. You want to just give up. Don't give up. There is joy in the morning. There is peace that will turn things around. You will enter a new peace. You will come into a new joy. You will sense purpose coming back into your life again. When you put your hand in his, trust him through the darkness. Trust him through the darkness that he is always working in you, he's working through you, and he's working for you to accomplish his desire. Listen to this. Paul said in Philippians, the second chapter and the 13th verse the energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. And again, Francois Dutrois, the author of the Mirror Bible, translates that same verse in this way. Discover God himself as your inexhaustible inner source. He ignites you with both the desire and energy that matches his own delight. You say, I don't feel like I'm very pleasing to the Lord. Well, what is your standard? What is your measure? Where do you get that idea that you're not pleasing to the Lord? I promise you one thing. I can tell you that most of that comes from viewing Scripture as a constitution that you have to obey, a legal document that you have to measure up to, and so then when you quote fall short you feel like God is not pleased but see that's completely wrong God is in you engineering expectation God himself is in you as your inexhaustible source He ignites in you both the desire and the energy to do what match his desire for you See I stop struggling To obtain something for myself, I realize God has something for me, and he will match that desire that he has for my life through his own expectation, through his own faithfulness in my life. He engineers that. He will match it. It's his power. It's his faith. Oh, Mm. Brian McLaren said this. Jesus forms a movement of people who trust him and believe his message. They believe that they don't have to wait for this or that to happen. But rather, they can begin living in a new and better way, a way of life that Jesus conveys by the pregnant phrase, kingdom of God. Life for them now is about an interactive relationship, reconciled to God, reconciled to one another, and so they see their entire lives as an opportunity to make beautiful music, the beautiful music of God's kingdom, so that more and more people will be drawn into it and that so that the world will be changed by their growing influence. It's hard to influence others around you or to see the world changing for a positive step in a positive way if you yourself have been drained of peace, drained of joy because hope has been put on pause. Your expectations are in the dirt. Hope is a main thing. He is the God of hope. He engineers hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. No hope. Faith has nothing to make alive. Faith has nothing to believe in. So, what do we do? If you realize you've lost hope, well, we rest. We relax. You mean no, no sermon on repent? No. You mean no altar call? Nope. You mean no telling me I need to read my Bible more or pray harder or longer? No. In fact, most of those will drive you into deeper despair and a greater loss of hope because now you're basing your faith on your performance. You see, believing harder isn't the answer. We need to see our walk with God As a lifelong journey, a story, and not a series of events. And we have this for you on the screen here. I want you to look at this. Stop seeing scriptures as a constitution. You need to see scriptures as a conversation, an ongoing story that's being written. Not a legal document for you to follow, obey, and if you misstep or you don't do it well enough, hard enough, you're out of the will of God. See scriptures as a conversation, not a constitution. You are not close to God because you are good. You do not receive his blessings because you do the right thing. Let's go back to our text, Romans chapter fifteen, verse thirteen. look at it. Here's from the Jewish version of the Bible. I forget the first word of of the translation uh not continual Jewish Bible, but I've forgotten I'm sorry Is it contemporary? that's it i i Yeah, complete, complete Jewish Bible. Listen to this translation of our text. Here we go. May God fill you completely with joy and shalom as you continue trusting. Not doing, not repenting, not praying harder, not trying to get back. I cannot minimize the importance and simplicity of just trusting. Just trust. The last thing you need to do is work at this. Stop working. He engineers your hope. We're going to receive communion in just a moment, but before we do, I'm going to leave you with a quote From Richard Rohr, I quote, From Genesis to Revelation, we see it as communicating a pattern to humanity. The message is this. You are loved. You are unique. You are free. You are on your way. You are going somewhere. Your life has meaning. Let God engineer your hope. And as you just rest in him, just just rest. Paul wrote in Romans, our text, chapter 15, verse 13, God will fill your life with joy and peace, and you will come out of your deconstruction. You will come out with answers, a new answer, Trust and believe is all really that we need. Just believe it, like this song says.
3: Days may be darkest But your light is greater, you light our say Cause you're breathing, there's hope in the breaking, hope in the sorrow, hope for this moment. My hope for tomorrow, there's hope for the morning, there's hope for the evening, there's hope because you're living, there's hope because you're breathing, there's hope in the breaking. In the sorrow, hope for this moment. To end, your word never fails. You keep hope alive because you are alive. Jesus, you are alive.
0: There's hope in the breathing. If you're breathing, there's hope. I know it hurts. I know it's been painful. And for so many this past year and a half of pandemic has just been ruinous. We don't dismiss that. Nina mentioned looking back on some of the circumstances we've walked through and saying, wow, it's hard to relate now. See, that's what joy is and peace will do. God will bring you out. There's hope in the brokenness, like the song just said. There's hope in the leaving. There's hope in the coming. This communion that we take this morning, there's hope. He left us hope. He gave us his body and his blood, and he said, as you take this, as you take this now, This is hope. This is life. So let's eat together. Let's eat together. And as you do, supernaturally, God is going to infuse in you. I I believe that God right now is going to break open some things for some of you who have been hopeless. He's just going to break it open right now as you take of this communion bread. It is his body. Take and eat. And after supper, he took the cup. And he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it. You do this in remembrance of me. What should we remember? (laughs) He's not past. Even all the things written in Genesis, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, they're not about history. They're about the present. They're about the present God right now in your circumstances, in your darkness, in your hopelessness. God is engineering hope (laughs) God is going to fill you with a new peace and joy. Jesus gave his body and his blood to seal this. He gave his life condemning sin, all the power of sin. He condemned in his flesh, ending its tyranny and loosing us to experience the God of hope. Let's drink. Nina's going to come now and share a couple of announcements. And as she does, would you pray this prayer with me that will be on the screen? We're going to pray it together, everybody. Let's go to just the this, the second one, Jeff, if we have that. Very good. Make us less certain about the things of which we are certain and more open to the possibilities that we do not see.
2: Um, in a few moments, we're going to uh, pray uh, over any prayer requests that have come in. If you have... West, you can send it now to seven two zero eight seven eight three three two three, and we'll be praying in just a few moments. Um, an announcement, We uh, maybe you got this in your email, by the way, check your junk mail if you didn't get it, because uh, that's where it was for Jeff and me, <laughs> it was in our junk mail when I sent it, so I ended up sending it twice very close together, because I didn't think it went out, but. We are joining with St. John's and with the city of Thornton to fill bellies and backpacks uh, throughout the month of July. If you'll bring non-perishable foods, and if you'll bring items for backpacks, you know, common school items, the list is actually in that email of the kinds of things. But, you know, pencils and crayons and wide-ruled paper, and it's a long list, As a it's, it, and backpacks themselves. We also need actual backpacks. You can bring them right here to the lobby of the church. You can bring them during the week. I'm here during the week. Uh, you can always let me know if you're coming. I'll be sure and let you know what hours I'm here, that kind of thing, and uh, drop them off throughout the month of July so that we can help the students and families in our community. For your tithes and offerings, we want to continue to thank you. We thank you for your continued giving and faithfulness. Uh, As always, if you're here in the sanctuary, there is a basket in the back where you can leave your offerings and envelopes if you'd like to have a record of your giving. And then online, you can donate at our website or you can go to the text to give feature at 720-730-8510. You know, Tanya, as far as homeschoolers and that question you are asking, I don't know how the city of Thornton is distributing these goods, but if you need help with that, would you personally let me know, and we will set aside some items for you as they come in. So just let me know about that and how much you would need help with. Um, Okay, I'm going to check and see if there's any. I'm not seeing any new prayer requests so far. Uh, Let me give you, and I'll check one more time in just a moment after I read the prayer requests we have already been given. If you know, if you're on our attenders church mailing list, uh, you receive the prayer requests that come in, most of them anyway. Um, And so you've seen some of these come through, and we'll pray corporately here today. And I really loved, of course, not only your message, but the opening song which went with your message about Waymaker miracle worker, promise keeper. That is who God is. And as we pray today, that's what I want to remember. He is the way maker for these people, the miracle worker for these needs. So we received a brand new request this morning. You would have gotten it by text if you're on our list. Uh, the Pagets' grandson, Gavin, uh, was having quite a bit of trouble breathing, asthma attack, Uh, had to be taken to the ICU at Children's, Uh, is bettered this morning than he was last night, but still on forced air. We want to pray for him. For Christina and my sister Rosalie's surgeries that are coming up in the next week and two weeks, for Jean's healing of her lungs, for Eileen and the uh, pains and things that she's dealing with, Diane's recovery from surgery, for Hannah, who's dealing with a, a unique but uh, rather, uh, but life altering disease and her family as they work through this. Uh, For Corey, uh, he had a motorcycle accident, no insurance, and has an injury that needs to be dealt with. For Rosemary, uh, she sent me a picture of her two hands and both in gas, and for her recovery, uh, Chris Greenberg, open heart surgery on Tuesday. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you are the way maker for these people. You are their hope. We thank you for engineering hope in their lives. We thank you that they see you, that they, their faith level rises to put their trust in you regarding each one of these circumstances. And then, Father, we thank you that you're at work doing miracles in their lives, bringing healing, bringing solutions and resolutions and hope. We thank you for that even, Father, when we don't see you, you're working. Even when we don't feel you, you're working. You are at work in every one of these situations, and you're at work for good and not for evil, to give them a future and a hope. We thank you for these things, Lord Jesus. You are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Anything else, son? All right. Well, everyone, happy July 4th. Happy birthday, America. I hope you're having a great weekend and a great week, and we will see you next Sunday. Blessings to you all.